last month we had like 28 new accounts come in that, that converted. Okay. New paid, uh, paid accounts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we get, we get probably five or six a day that don't convert. So that's a real focus that we have is, is doing better onboarding. We need to do better onboarding so we can keep those that are coming and can't figure it out. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is David Hollander. He's the founder of Orderdesk, an app that helps merchants save time on their e-commerce order management. He started the company as a side project six years ago, and it's now grown into a bootstrap company employing six folks. David, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. And how much are you grossing per month? Hey, we're grossing uh, 60K per month right now. Bootstrap grossing. This is the way to do it, man. This is the way to do it. All right. So break down the company for me. What do you guys do? And, and is it pure SaaS? Yeah, absolutely. So it is pure SaaS. What we do is we are a connector in between the marketplace, like the uh, the shopping cart, and the fulfillment. So the merchants will use us to, to get their orders into our system, then they'll run their orders through business logic and then send them off for fulfillment. So we help automate all those pieces. Okay. Now, are you tied to any one platform like Shopify or FBA sellers or somewhere else, or are you all over the place? Not at all. We have 230 integrations with different different APIs, different third parties. So we work with all kinds of different carts and marketplaces, all kinds of different fulfillment services. Okay. Is there a particular platform that most of your business goes through? Hey, David, is there a particular platform so, most of your business goes through? Uh, I would say we'd see probably the majority of our uh, platform goes through Shopify. That's, that's probably what we see most of it. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Now what's your pricing model? You know, there's a lot of companies in this space that are pure SaaS. There's others that are pure percent of GMV. Are you both or one or a combination or what? So what we do is we have a base fee that we charge. Uh, uh, we have three different plans. We have a base fee, and then we charge a per-order fee. So our base fee starts at $12 a month for the very small customers that are just kind of almost hobbyists, just getting started. And then um, we have most of our cu- customers are on a $40 a month plan, and then they, they get charged $0.05 cents per order. And then we have, uh, for our, our larger customers, they have a base fee of $100 a month and then $0.03 cents an order. Okay. So it's designed to be something where there's always the base fee, and then we just charge a, just a small piece of what the order actually is instead of a percentage. Okay. So if you look at last month, your total revenue, you said you're grossing 60 but what was top line? Uh, so we've grossed 60 um, 
and uh, we've got uh, we're we're um, uh, at, at about uh, 10k a month in profit right now. Okay, but so I, what I'm trying to do is go back to your top line. Though. So 10k profit is amazing. I want to d- dive more into that in a second. But top line revenue is about how much? I'm sorry, I don't get that. So um, you said you I- you said you just make ten thousand. You make ten thousand dollars in profit. Profit is after expenses. So you get profit by taking revenue minus expenses. So my question is, what's your revenue? The revenue is sixty. Okay. Okay. Got it. So top line per month is 60 after expenses. You have 10 K hitting the bottom. Got it. Okay. So my question is of that 60, what percent comes from the flat fees you have people paying versus the five cent transaction fees? Do you know? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so we, I would say most of it is the fees. I would say, um, cause we have about 750 customers. Okay. So, I would say, boy, I haven't looked at those numbers. I would say probably maybe 10K is 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 the, the service fee. 10K, so is, 10K is, is the flat SaaS fee and the other 50K are five cent transaction fees. That's right. Interesting. Okay, so um, 750 customers at, you know, paying on average 40 bucks a month on the flat fee. That's, I mean, that's like $30,000 there in SaaS. Is that, is that average fee actually less than 40 bucks? Uh, we're actually averaging uh, $75 a month per customer. Okay. That's that's SaaS plus the transaction fee though, right? That's right. Yeah. So yeah. That, what I'm trying to figure out is what the, the, if we just look at the SaaS business compartmentalize, if that's doing $10,000 per month, the average flat fee is more like $10 or $15 per month, not $40 a month. Oh yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I like. By the way, the reason I'm digging into this is because I think some of the companies right now that are just printing money are the ones that combine business models. So I really want to dissect what your split is before asking different questions. So you got a flat fee of ten bucks a month, right, uh, across 750 customers. So that's seven, eight, you know, nine, ten thousand dollars per month in revenue. Then you have the five cents per order going through your platform every month. Now, what's the total volume of orders per month going through your platform? So right now we're doing about 500,000 orders a month. That's incredible. Okay. And can you describe like the average customer? Is this like an Instagram influencer that's selling, you know, custom t-shirts or somebody else? We definitely have a lot of that. Um, and, and a big part of what we do is working with print on demand. So a customer will have their custom t-shirts or maybe they'll have 10,000 designs. And then they send those designs on the fly to the print on demand company to be printed. So they never have to worry about stock or anything like that. So um, we do work a lot with with people like that, like Instagram influencers. We also work with a lot of uh, traditional retail that is moving online, Uh, uh, regular brands that are sending their orders that have an online online, uh, uh, marketplace as well. And we do a lot with multi-channel too. So people that work with Etsy and Wayfair and Shopify. And, and and so we can pull all those orders into one single place and then treat them all the same. We've all had that dreaded experience where we're trying to rush and log into our email one last time before moving on to our next task. And we get hit with the dreaded 
password verification screen. It's super, has a lot of friction, nobody likes it. The challenge is the tech leaders and security leaders at these companies need easy to use but secure logins. Nobody wants to be the next big data breach. The solution to this and what identity champions are using is Ping Identity at pingidentity.com. It enables companies and customers to manage this effectively for not only their employees logging into internal applications, but also end customers and users who need easy to use logins that are safe and secure. If you're looking to become a champion of identity, go to pingidentity.com today to test it out. Again, that's pingidentity.com. Now, if you look at your growth, I mean, this space overall, I would say is growing, you know, pretty, pretty rapidly, but your growth. So if you're doing call it 60 grand a month today, what were you doing a year ago? Do you remember? A year ago, we were doing uh, about 38 right now. Okay, good. So nice growth. Now, have you done this bootstrapped or did you raise capital? It is 100% bootstrapped. It started yeah. as a side project, like maybe six years ago. It was just me. And, and I was doing web development on the side. And then I realized, wow, I've really got something here. I need to dig in. So I fired all my customers and just totally dove in, went, went in 100% on this and um, made my first hire about three years ago. And, and so now there's, now there's uh, I have six employees and uh, you know, I could <laughs> never keep up with it on my own anymore. So a big part of what we do is support because it's a fairly complicated product. So we help out with our customers quite a bit. And then a lot too, there's just a lot of development because we're adding integrations all the time. And what the hope is, is that we're adding, as we're adding integrations, we are able to be continually improving the product and that that will continue to grow exponentially as we have more and more integrations that are added. So customer support's a big one. How many engineers are on the team? Uh, there's two engineers and myself. Okay. So, and do you code? Yes. Okay. So three of you guys. And then what about sales motion? Do you have any quota carrying reps or no? Nope. We don't do any sales at all. Okay. So it's all kind of no touch online. That's right. Do you spend, I mean, do you know what it costs you fully weighted to get a $75 a month customer? We don't do any sales, so we don't do any advertising. So we get all of our all, everybody comes through people who are searching for something that we do, or they're coming from a marketplace like the Shopify marketplace or the big commerce marketplace, or it's word of mouth. So we're starting to ramp up some sales ideas and some, um, try, you know, playing around with maybe doing some ads, but it's not something that we've really um, attacked yet since we are as busy as we are just through word of mouth. Yeah, but so you're not giving yourself enough credit, right? I, you know, what, what I actually hear when people tell me, like, we just get customers through word of mouth is like, you're not 100% sure, like what's driving the word of mouth, right? Or the organic searches or things like that. But like, you're doing things to drive that stuff, right? Great customer support, things like that. Are you doing any optimization around specific SEO keywords? Uh, no, we, we haven't really been focused on the keywords at all. Um, I would say... We get we get some through people who come to our site. I would say that mostly we get we get a lot of customers through the marketplaces like the Shopify marketplace. Uh, people that are looking for something that we do. We also get a lot of customers from um, partners that we have in place with uh, other fulfillment companies. So like a fulfillment company will get a customer that needs what we offer and then they'll send the customer to us to help close the loop. Mm -hmm. Are you listed in the Shopify app exchange? And if so, under what name? 
we are listed there under order desk. Un- oh, under order desk. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, optimizing, optimize. Uh, yeah, this is really weird. I can for whatever reason, I'm not able to find. Like, I'm trying to search to find you guys to see how many reviews you have, things like that. I can't find you. O- order desk. Yeah, if you search for Shopify and then order desk with a space, order space desk, uh, we'll be there. Um, it's uh, we are. Um, we got uh, maybe 20 or 30 interview, uh, uh, re- reviews. Yeah, here They're we go. They're all five stars, except for one, one guy who wrote a, four, a great four-star review for some reason. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> What everybody talks about is our support is great. And, and and everybody's really, really, really positive in the reviews. We haven't really had any negative reviews. Yeah, yeah. But, but what I was going to get to, yeah, so I found the thing, right? So you have 24 reviews, uh, five-star average. So, I mean, what are you? how many customers do you say you're getting per month from Shopify, this Shopify placement? Um, so like, like last month we had like 28 new accounts come in that, that converted. Okay. New paid, uh, paid accounts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we get, we get probably five or six a day that don't convert. So that's a real focus that we have is, is doing better onboarding. We need to do better onboarding so we can keep those that are coming and can't figure it out. So you get four, you get about 140 new trials per month of which about 20 to 30 convert to paid. Yes. Yeah. And you're saying, and what percent of those do you think come from Shopify? Um, I would say probably 50, 50 from Shopify. Okay. So that's your main, that's your main thing. So how do you bolster? I mean, do you do things? I mean, you only have 24 reviews, but you have 750 customers. How do you get more of your customers to go leave a review? So you rise in the ranks, you get more traffic from Shopify. We need to probably really, uh, email them and ask, okay. we haven't done it yet. It just hasn't, I mean, it hadn't been a focus, but it's definitely something we need to do. Gosh, that feels like super low hanging fruit, right? Like, uh, you know, if you get more reviews, you show up higher and they're, and they're ranking on Shopify and you could get, be getting, you know, you know, a hundred, a thousand new trials per month from there. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Okay. Now, once they start paying you, do they stick? What's your turn over the past 12 months? So, um, turnover, uh, is pretty good. Uh, it, it was, the turn was kind of high last month. We had like, like almost almost negative churn like like last month we had like 25 downgraded but the thing is that a lot of the downgrades were poor quality customers that were just on starter plans and weren't really using us to measure revenue churn not logo churn right because revenue is a better indicator of value getting from your platform so what was revenue churn last month do you remember i'm not sure what the revenue churn was what what was it definitely less than uh we always go up every month so in the last month we went up about five thousand dollars in revenue well, yeah, but that could include, that's because you're adding new customers. David, does that make sense? Yeah, what I'm, I'm trying to, sure. what I'm trying to get at is churn, right? So churn, it does, it's great. You're going up every month, but what I'm trying to get at is, you know, w- ignore new customer additions. If you just look, if you signed up no customers this month, what would happen to your revenue? Would it stay flat? Would it increase because of expansion revenue or would it decrease because your gross churns really high? Uh, it would, it would, it would probably stay flat because uh, the customers that we have are always seem to be getting more orders. So because our order volume, especially this time of year. So what happens in Q4, because we're very, very seasonal, Q4, our numbers go through the roof. We actually get our, our numbers go up 60% in Q4. It just, it's ridiculous. So um, that's, that's, that's something we try to take into account as we're looking at month over month. So this time of year, it tends to start getting very busy. And then in December, it just peaks like crazy. But David, if you, if you look at last month and all those downgrades, don't ignore how many customers downgraded, but add up the revenue. If add up all like one downgraded by 10 bucks a month, one downgraded by a hundred, that's $110 of downgrade revenue. What was your total downgrade revenue from those customers that churned or downgraded? 
So I don't have that number, but what I can say is that the majority of the customers that left weren't actually doing any volume at all. Well, I know that's, that's why I'm asking this question, because if they're low numbers, that means they're not doing a lot of volume, right? If they're small revenue so, downgrade, like you think it's less than, a, I mean, give me a range. Is it less than five grand in, in downgrade lost oh, revenue? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if we lost 25, I mean, 25, let's say they were an average of, you know, 30 bucks a month. So that's okay, like you 600, know, 700. Yeah. Yeah. So look, $700 on churn on a $60,000 base, right? That's less than 10% churn per, you know, I mean, that's, that's not a horrible number. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, I guess my question to you would be, you know, when they are not processing a lot of order volume, what value can you add so that they don't churn, right? Analytics tools, CRM related things for their orders, things like that. Cause actually I'm doing math now. I mean, 9% churn per month is actually really high. That means you churn through almost hundred percent, more than hundred percent of your customer base every year. Yeah, I would certainly, oh, do we do that much? It doesn't feel like we do that much, but I, you're right. <laughs> I need to get better numbers on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, one, you know, the people that leave tend to be the people that were the wrong customer to begin with and the customers that aren't actually using our system the way it should be used. Yep. Maybe they were stubborn and were ignoring what we were saying to do. Maybe they just never put in the work to figure out how to make it work. Yep. So I think something that we could do is probably uh, do a better job of onboarding and a better job of getting them into the system and using it. Yeah, right? And sorry, David, I misspoke too. Sorry. If you're churning $700 of revenue per month on a $60,000 a month base, sorry, that's only like that's only like 1% churn per month or it's 10% churn annually, not monthly. So I, I said that wrong. Gotcha. That probably sounds better. Yeah. That probably feels more realistic to you in terms of what's actually happening. Definitely. <laughs> good. All right. Uh, good stuff here. Now, any plans to raise capital or no? No, no. I'm very happy to bootstrap. Um, I'm pretty risk averse. And to me, raising venture capital feels pretty risky. I would much rather grow the company slowly at the risk of growing fast. I'd rather do what's healthy for the company and not focus so much on growth. Yep. So if so you're doing, if you're going to do seven, have to worry about, I mean, on the flip side of raising, so you're doing $700,000 in terms of run rate right now. I mean, if someone came in and offered you, you know, four or five, six X that, I mean, would you, would you sell the company for 4 million bucks today? No. Why not? You said so quickly. I'm not in it for the money. I'm, I, I, I mean, the money is great. I, 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 I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, by the way, because in your bio, you put uh, you led with you led with the money, which was you said grossing 60,000 per month. So you're very proud of that. I am. I am. So it's exciting. And I love being able to. But 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 what I'm excited about is being able to build something that makes money and just taking money for it. Isn't that exciting? Well, you're you're you would be making money. You would be making four million dollars right now. You're making ten thousand dollars per month. Yeah, but it's killing the golden egg. Or if you sell to Shopify, it's potentially drastically expanding the golden egg. Yeah, but then I'm out of control. But you have $4 million. Yeah. uh, So you're a control freak that doesn't mind staying a little poorer as a result. Yes. 100% yes. You got it. I'm titling this episode that. I love that. All right. Let's let's wrap up, David, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? I've been reading um, Atomic Habits by James Clear lately. It's a great book. Number two, is there a CEO you're uh, following or studying right now? 
Yeah, I uh, I really like um, Nathan Barry, who runs ConvertKit. Yep. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Slack. Number four, how many hours of sleep you get every night? Uh, eight. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? I'm married, and I have five kids. Oh, my. That's a lot of tax deductions. That's good. It right. certainly is. <laughs> and how old are you, David? I am staring down the barrel of 40. Okay. And last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I think that I think I would have told myself, don't be afraid to learn the hard things or to study the stuff that seems really hard because it's not actually that hard. Yep. Guys, there you have it. Uh, Order Mark, again, helping folks save time, especially for online merchants, serving over 750 customers today, doing $60,000 per month in revenue, grossing bottom line $10,000 every month, profitable bootstrap. That's up from $35,000, $36,000 a month just a year ago. So healthy growth, team of six people today, three engineers, uh, and no salespeople. They're scaling organically through word of mouth, SEO, search, and the Shopify app exchange. David, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much.